Welcome to Let's Talk Wellness, where we will be sharing insights into the world of mental health and wellness as we explore traditional medicine and holistic healing options. It's time to have new conversations about mental health. Join Mara James, the founder and CEO of the Hugs for Life Healing Center, as she guides us along this journey. And now, let's talk wellness. Let's Talk Wellness. I am your host, Mara James, and today I'm excited to introduce you to one of my favorite healers and the hypnotherapist, Linda Ryder. Hi, everybody. Hi. Linda, it is so amazing to have you here today. Um, I tell so many people about one of my favorite stories when I was guided to meet with you, and I was meeting with you about one thing, and then after that, you said to me, how would you like to go to the root of your fear and release it? Do you remember that? I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, that was magical. I'm like, wait, did she just ask me if I wanted like a hundred million dollars? Cause that was, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was amazing. And, um, it's funny because when we did the hypnotherapy, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. And I'm, you know, I was fully conscious during it. And I'm laying down in the chair, cuddling yes. with that blanket and, yes. It was amazing. I actually saw myself being held as a newborn in the hospital with the nurse, and it was just so profound. And I was wondering, do you just have, are most of your sessions or all of your sessions so profound for your clients? You know that um, I hope so, but I'm not always sure because it's an individual's experience. And sometimes I only know how great it was after the session, because they're having an entire experience. They don't have to tell me everything and I don't have to know everything. Um, But what you talked about is I asked you if you wanted to release fear and fear drives every emotion we have. And so then you agreed to do it, but you also noticed we asked permission to do that. And it was a yes or no, and your body knows. And so it was a yes, so it continued on. And so what we're able to do is get to the root, and yours rooted at the beginning. How you do fear, and you got good at it over your lifetime, Mm -hmm. it rooted at the beginning. And what we were able to do is I guide you to get to the root, to disconnect it, but preserve the learning so you can let it go. Right. And so I think that's why it was so profound for you. Well, I think what was also profound. So then, you know, when we went to the root of that and there were a few other um, traumas that we were able to um, help me discover. And then yeah. you asked my mind, what was the learning? I'm sitting here like, yeah, what was the learning of that? And all of a sudden out of my mouth, it's like part of my French, but shit happens. But out of all darkness can come light. And it's so yes. profound that you know, what I've learned from you and a few others that we have all of the answers from within. And if and when um, we're ready to let those come forward, it's so profound. Yes. Well, see, like right now we're talking in our conscious mind, but that's a small percentage of our mind. 90% is the subconscious and the subconscious records everything for all time. And that's why we're able to go to the root to disconnect it because it would be kind of like, um, what do you know now that you didn't know then? And you felt 
I didn't even know that, but it came to me. And that's that magic and that magnificent intelligence that we have. Yeah. So Linda, before I continue asking you all these amazing questions, can you start by telling us a little bit about your past, what you studied in school, how you became interested in becoming a hypnotherapist? Well, my education did start in pastoral counseling, but I ended up raising my kids on my own so I could always make money in business. So I just kept working on business. But because I was a single mom and and because of my childhood, I also wanted to know the meaning of life and I wanted to do things better. I just wanted to improve. I wanted to, you know, understand. So I'd always take self-improvement classes. I'd always read. And, um, and so, you know, kind of studying the psychology, but working in business, but in business, I was really getting tired of doing that. I wanted to help people, but what I didn't realize, and um, for a lot of people, they think they, um, are confused about their purpose. Well, I certainly was. I was doing business and and successful, making money, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to help people. And so um, the more classes that I took, uh, the more that, you know, that I realized I want to know about the mind and I want to know about the meaning of life. And so I took a class, um, for NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it is not programming somebody else. It's how they talk to themselves, understanding their programming. And their programming dictates success or failure in life. And so that was fascinating. But NLP works better with hypnosis and hypnosis works better with NLP. So I went on to study hypnosis. And um, hypnosis, by definition, is focused work on the outcome. Then you take it further and you go focused work on the outcome. What do you want? So I'm always looking with my clients. I didn't want to talk to them for years and do any diagnosis or uh, psychoanalysis. And so I'm always focused on what does a person want? Then I'm looking at what they want. And then I'm looking to disconnect what holds them back. So I was so fascinated in those studies, I finally realized that, you know, all this work in business had led me up to all this learning. And then I decided to sell that business. And the next day I opened up my practice. And, um, you know, and it worked with all of the principles that hypnosis works with you know, that um, to get rid of all the limiting beliefs and negative emotions, the things that hold you back, then take action and focus. And when you focus, you're using your unconscious mind to help you. So it's almost like you're taking the trash out and you're putting what's wanted in. And, you know, you hear a lot of times people saying, you know, focus on what you want instead of what you don't want, because your mind doesn't know the difference. So if you're focused on what you don't want, you're going to get more of that because that's where your focus is. Like, I don't want to be fat. Well, you'll actually go the opposite direction of what you were intending and you will get fatter. If you're focusing on slim and trim, feeling good, you know, um, 
and energetic, you will get that. That's how amazing our mind is. And it's that, you know, you talk about, let's talk wellness. Well, what is our mind saying to us? And your body believes every word you say. Wow. That is so beautiful. I love that. And just to share with our friends watching and listening how we first met, I actually met with a healer that was in the same office as you. And there's a lot of therapists, but I noticed that you were a hypnotherapist. And I just felt like when I saw your name on the door, I'm like, oh, we're meant to work together. (laughs) The healer says to me, so this is about... um, a year after I we had a recollection of my father molesting me as a very little girl, she's like, do you think that you were molested by somebody else? And she's like, I'm getting that you were. And it was, you know, it was worse than what happened with your father. And I was just like, whoa. And she's like, to be able to heal it, you need to revisit it, not relive it, but revisit it to be able to release it. She's like, and I'm like, who do I do that with? And she's like, I have a great person. She said, Linda Ryder. And I'm like, oh, that's the name I saw right next door. And I have felt um, compelled that we were going to work together. And Mm -hmm. I must admit, um, I definitely was feeling very nervous when we were going to do it. And I said, listen, I don't want to see details. Um, I don't want to see what this man's face looked like. And it was interesting because you were, we were able to determine the scenario, how it was set up, my age, what happened, but I didn't see his knee, his face, and I didn't see details, what I didn't want to see. And I was able to see what I was able to see. And then that's when, you know, and you always had me above looking down at myself, which is profound. And, um, and that was just, and then what I love is like, once you release that with emotions that you always say, now look forward to your age. And then your brain, I guess, somehow goes through every time you felt that way. And it drops the emotion, the unwanted emotion. That's true. Well, see, everybody has a timeline. Everybody has a past and they have a future. And that's what's so wonderful about, you know, doing a hypnotic um, process is that not only can we disconnect from the past and we don't leave a vacuum, we keep the learning, Mm. we can also go out into the future and create a compelling future. So it works to get rid of what holds you back. But also if you were just in goal setting, goal setting for a relationship, goal setting for business, you know, goal setting for confidence, you know, uh, our public speaking, we would go out in the future and we would set it up in the future. And you do it all by focus on what you want, not what you don't want. So I want to tell you another little thing that's very important. Your unconscious mind is 90% of you. It's your operating system. It is uh, your information system. So, well, how does hypnosis work? I just guide you. I can't do anything to you. I can't manipulate you. I can't control you. Because if I say close your eyes and you don't want to close your eyes, you won't close your eyes. If I say take a deep breath and you don't want to, you won't to. You won't. But if I guide you to go to that place to get out of the conscious mind and out of the monkey chatter into the operating system, now we could do what's wanted because we all have old wounds. We all have old, old traumas, but we're releasing them preserving the learning so we don't leave a vacuum. Now we have the strength. And sometimes people say the learning is that wasn't about me. That was about them. The learning is I'm strong. I'm powerful. 
I can control this. The learning is I could go into forgiveness or love. And it could be anything the client has the learning. And so when we put the learning in, we can complete that and disconnect it. And then what you said, we cleaned up your timeline. We went to other times that you might have had fear, preserved the learning, let it go. And the unconscious mind, I know the first time I did it, I thought, hey, this trainer doesn't know. We're going to be here about three years because I have a lot of fear. But I stopped at one, stopped at another, stopped another, came back to now. And I couldn't understand how did that go so fast? Well, your unconscious works in nano speeds. And if it hits one, one fear or one incident preserves the learning, it will blow everything similar to that out of the timeline. That's how it works so fast. But it's all working with the way the mind works. And people get so concerned, they're going to be judged. That's why I'm not, a, I'm not a therapist. I don't want to diagnose. I want to know what you want. They think they're going to be judged. They think they're the only person in the world that can't do it right. And everybody will think that. But when they're done, they go, that was so simple. Because it works the way you work. But somebody has to guide you. It's just easier. For sure. Wow. And you said something so profound. And I don't know if I'll quote you correctly. Um, one of the learnings, it, it, it's not about me, it's about them. Is that, is that what you said? Well, one of the learnings is that we tend to take everything as I'm not good enough, it's my fault, I'm not deserving and everything. But one of the learnings, so it can only be one, because some learning might be that I actually wasn't abandoned. They, they were hurting. They didn't know what to do at the time. That could mm -hmm. be a learning. But a lot of times... It is something's happened to us and it was just their issues manifesting and it hurt us. Yeah. And so, and so then we can understand it better to let it go because, you know, when things happen in our younger years, we think it's our fault. And if we were better, if we were smarter, if we were prettier, if we were this, then things wouldn't happen to us. But, you know, you're able to, View it from above so you're never diving into it. You're never re-injured. Mm. And you look at it and, it, and then you can see, it, you know, that maybe that wasn't about you. Maybe also that was about their inability to handle stress or their life. And, and maybe it was just an accident. Wow. You know? but wow. There's many, many, um, you know, as many people as there are, there's that many incidents and that many different kinds of learning. So it's individual, but what it does is all these emotions are like weight on your shoulders. So I guide you to get the weight off your shoulders. So mm -hmm. does it mean that in the future that you will never have fear again, or you'll never have anger or guilt or sadness? No, it doesn't mean that. It means you won't have it the old way you had it. Because like if you had it when you were two, guess who's handling it? A two-year-old. And then when you're our age, then we, then we get into a fear. We go, I feel like a two-year-old because it was rooted in there and never resolved. And when you resolve it, now you'll have appropriate and warranted fear instead of inappropriate, unwarranted because wow. you were just born or you were two. Some right. people even go into another life. 
So wow, wow. And I always I always tell people, I go, whether or not you believe in past lives, it doesn't matter. We're not here to argue that. But sometimes there's things that need to be cleared there. I referred a very good friend who's Catholic to you, and she's like, Well, we don't believe in past lives. I go, I understand that. I am not telling you to have a session or not. I'm just saying, you know, we use the method of kinesiology and that's her higher self wanted her to do that. And it was yeah. interesting because she did it. And I think it really confused her because she saw it herself, but then she wasn't sure if it was, it was just very interesting, but lo and behold, she was able to release. And that's really the bottom line yeah. to help people live happier, freer lives. Yes. Um, and we're talking about fear. So if you could share with our friends, what other types of emotions you help them break free from? Well, the reason that we talked about fear, fear drives every emotion. But um, so we start with fear. And then the other emotions, the limiting beliefs, negative emotions are modern day demons. And they are fear and anger, guilt, sadness. I'm not good enough. Um, the hurts, the depression, abandonment, betrayal, um, perfectionism. Um, I think I said deserving. Um, it, procrastination is a big one. All of those fear drives every emotion that we have. So we, we start with that. But also in the process, we're asking permission of our subconscious. See, your subconscious is magnificent. It is protecting you right now. It's beating your heart and you don't even have to think about it. And, and you're breathing. Well, when we start the process, the, I do ask, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release the emotion of fear today? Yes or no. And for your conscious mind to know a change has occurred. And so... We ask permission. If the subconscious doesn't want to do it, then it'll, and it says no, then I'll ask, well, would it be okay? I know you don't want to do it now. Would it be okay to do it at a later time? And almost always it'll say yes. And so that means it wants to do something else. So then I'll say, well, would it be okay to um, release the emotion of anger? Yes or no? And then, oh, yes. The unconscious wants to know how are we doing it because they're protecting you. And then we do that. And then, and then if I ask, do you want to do fear? It'll go, oh, yeah, because now it knows. You know, your unconscious is here to protect you. It does not want you to be manipulated or controlled, and it won't let you. Wow. You will not reveal anything you will not reveal it. In fact, you didn't even have to talk to me because you did all the work in your mind. You didn't have to tell me, well, you know, yeah, you said it was at your birth and then this happened and that happened. You didn't even have to say that because it's in your mind. You're seeing it, hearing it and, and feeling it and resolving it. That's what matters. I love that. And for me, it was such a profound experience. I'm like, how could I not share it with her? And, and that also for validation, like, am I crazy? Is this real? And you're like, yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's real for you. You know, um, that's that, um, that's that mind body connection. Your body's believing every word you say, you're always talking to your body, but it's also that realm of there are things that are unseen. Where, where did that hurt come from? Where did that fear come from? And so it came from a root cause, and therefore it could go back to another time. In the beginning, I wasn't sure I believed in hypnosis. I wasn't sure I believed in um, past lives. 
until you just guide and if they go there, that's where it occurred. That's where the lesson will be that they can let go. And past lives are simply like this magnificent book of Mara and there are chapters in the book and this life is this chapter. And then that chapter stops and you have another life. And it's all for involvement. It's all for learning. So that's why some people may go back to another time. You know that also um, things could come through the bloodline. So it's possible that um, something that happened came through the bloodline. And you know this because people say, well, I have that guilt, you know, and it's come through my religion or through my family. Um, sometimes it does come through the genealogy, it comes through the bloodline. And so a person just has to be, you know, usually people come to me because last resort, you know, last resort for fear, last resort for stress, depression, uh, an addiction, smoking, food, um, confidence. So they'll come to me for the last resort. So if they're willing that we just guide, then your unconscious is going to take you to where the problem is for the purpose of resolving it. And, and in the beginning, I wasn't sure I believed all that, but in training, of course, you have to kind of go through it. And that's where I had the convincers that we're not making this up in our mind and people will ask that. Did I just go to the root of this and did I just make that all up? Well, then it's like, well, did we talk about that? You know, were we working on that? And no. So it's all what's recorded. And what's so fascinating about that is that there can be, and, and your foundation is about that, is helping with trauma and helping with mental health and so forth. Well, if we go there and we help people resolve things, then we can build that confidence to go forward because anything is possible. You know, everything they want is here. The, the money, the, the people, the, um, you know, whatever they need to build, whatever they're going to build. It's already here. It doesn't have to be invented. And we are in very troubling times right now. And, and Mara, I think that maybe you and I talked about this before. We're in these troubling times. What do we do? Well, you and I are probably not going to go to Washington, D.C. You know, we're not going to go, you know, I'm not going to go, um, you know, to the senator's office, the politics. Um, I can't handle the COVID things. Um, but then what does it say? What do we do? We get back to ourselves. You take care of yourself. And that's that mind, body, the, the wellness. We take care of our wellness ourselves. And if you're doing that, and your neighbor's doing that, and not my neighbor's doing that, then we're going to end up being healthier society because we all have wounds. Right. That is so beautiful. Um, you said that fear is the root cause that drives every emotion. I find that to be such a profound statement. And, yes. you know, I need to sit really and analyze it and think about it. But, um, you know, to like, of course, because the mind wants to say, nope, she's not right and doubt it. So if you could share with us a little bit why that is. Um, well, you know, you kind of think about it. Let, let's go, let's go to procrastination. 
okay, well, that's not a big, you know, a big deal for a lot of people, but procrastination, why does somebody procrastinate? Well, in, in uh, working with that, a lot of times it is, well, if I don't do it, I can't fail. Oh, that's profound. So what drove procrastination? Fear. Sometimes procrastination would be, I don't know what to do with that paper. I don't know what to do with my clothes. I don't know what to, you know, and so I don't know what to do with that document from the IRS. Procrastination. Well, think about why are they doing it? It's fear. I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to be perfect. So um, does that, did that help you? Oh my gosh, not only did it help me, it gave me some insight to um, someone very close to me. So thank you. And this is also when we could have, um, when it, we're looking at somebody else to have compassion, understanding that when people, the way they're acting, if they're acting out of fear, so yes. we don't, and, and that they're, they might be like angry at us or like, bite, we're gonna bite our heads off, but it's because they're coming yes. from a place of fear and it yes. teaches us to be more compassionate. That is so beautiful. You know, thank you. That, that was, that was so perceptive of you. That's brilliant. Because you said anger. Think about this. Think about we are built for fight, flight and freeze. Okay, what, what engages fight, flight or freeze? A fear. A fear that we're going to, uh, you know, that an animal is going to attack us, a fear that we won't have enough, a fear that, you know, somebody's judging us. And so then what do we do? We get a little defensive. We want to scare off that fear and we get angry and it works. So we'd handle the fear and then we could handle the anger. Okay. That is so beautiful and profound. And with this amazing, I don't mean to break us, sh- stop us short, but we're going to take a brief break and we'll be okay. right back. So okay. stay tuned. Okay. In these shifting and changing times, more and more lives are being impacted by mental health. The Extraordinary Lives Foundation, also known as ELF, is transforming the way people view and navigate mental health challenges. Their mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness and support families by providing educational tools, resources, and awareness events. ELF encourages families to recognize symptoms, overcome the stigma, and reach out for help. Through prevention, early intervention, and holistic treatment, we believe many of the big problems facing today's youth can be transformed within a generation. Extraordinary Lives Foundation is excited to offer the Hugs for Life Healing Center, growing a worldwide network of approved holistic healers and bridging the gap between traditional and complementary healing options. Visit the Extraordinary Lives Foundation website at www.elfempowers.org to find out more about their resources and events. Together, we can change the conversation around mental health. We hope that you're enjoying today's Let's Talk Wellness podcast. And if you have a topic that you would like us to explore, we would love to hear from you. Simply email us at info at elfempowers.org. That's info at elfempowers.org. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Talk Wellness. I am your host, Mara James. And today we have one of my favorite healers and hypnotherapist, Linda Ryder. Hi there. 
Hello. Hi, Linda. Thanks again for being here. So we were talking about um, so many things, but how, you know, we could feel heard and we feel different emotions and it's really coming from our perception, right? It doesn't matter what actually happened. It's how we perceive it, how we interpret it and how it affects us emotionally. Yes, absolutely. I have one you know, I'll go to the root cause of an emotion and everybody has a timeline. So everybody has a first time they ever felt fear or ever felt anger or guilt or sadness. And one time uh, a client had fear and he realized that he was about two years old. That was his root. But I have a way to check if it's the root. And, and truly that was the root cause. And so his parents had gone outside in the front and closed the door, but he could see through the screen door. And so his fear was that his parents had left. And that that was his total fear. He was left and he was alone and he was scared. But when he visited the root of that and he was above it looking down on it, what he realized is he's behind a screen door And his parents are actually tilling the garden in front. The screen door was to keep him safe. And they were always there. They were always looking at him. But his fear was about being alone and being left. So when he preserved the learning about it, that it was actually trying to keep him safe, he could let go of that weight of that fear that actually got bigger over time, over as he aged. Wow. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Sorry, when you said that, like I could just breathe easier for him. And it's amazing the interpretation. They love him. They're protecting him to be safe and how what he puts into his mind are created. Um, Wow, that is unbelievable. Yeah, so Um, that's the learning. Yeah, beautiful. What, What do you think about, can people truly heal if they don't, um, recall uh, what one of their traumas is, no matter how big or how small, like for that, that to me is traumatic. It wasn't sexual molestation, but that was something traumatic that happened to him that caused him to have that emotion. So do you feel that it's imperative for people to, to really heal that they need to know what these traumas were? No. Um, in fact, the practitioner doesn't need to know what they were either. So, so there have been times that your unconscious mind, remember we asked permission, is it okay to go to the root of fear? Is it okay to go to the root of you know, the betrayal or abandonment? And, and then it says yes or no. When it says yes, and we guide, and somebody can't see it, like it's a picture on TV, maybe they just sense it. Mm-hmm. And so, so they don't actually go, to, you know, like you didn't see the face of the person. You had said you didn't want to. How powerful are you? And so the, the thing is, um, do, do they actually have to? Actually, sometimes somebody will say, I'm there, because they can sense that they're there at the root, and they can't tell everything exactly has gone on. So I say it may not look like a picture on TV. You may just sense it. Be aware of your surroundings. And then I'll say things, is it night or day? Then sometimes it starts coming into focus. Then maybe it doesn't truly. But 
but they've told me that they're there, they're above the event looking down. So then I'll just say, ask the unconscious mind, what's the learning, the learning of which would allow you to let this go easily and effortlessly. And then they'll tell me the learning. So they didn't even see it, but they had the learning so they could let it go. And so there's one other thing that's important is our mind has, you know, our unconscious has recorded everything for all time. And, and so it, our mind will always do associations. So if today you're having fear, you're not going to go associate, oh, a year ago I had fear, it's like that. Your mind will go all the way back to the very first time you ever have fear. And that's why we do it. So go there. They can't quite tell what it is. But when they preserved the learning, they didn't have to see it all. They got the learning. Then we could clean it up coming back. And I don't mean this to sound wooey to people or difficult to people because we actually do it all in a relaxed state. Uh, the process is the person feels safe. They may question some things like you did, like, can I do it right? It's not an exam because it's just the way it is for you. So we're able to do it for you and it's about you. And when you're doing a process, there's no one for you to please, no one to satisfy, nothing for you to do but relax. So we're doing it in a relaxed state. Beautiful. And um, I know I referred um, a few families to you and you work with some children in their teens. Um, <laughs> How young can you work with um, a child? Well, you know, um, at first somebody, you know, had told me, they had sense that I would work with children. And I thought, oh, no, I don't think so. And um, so my youngest client was four years old. And it is actually fabulous to work. You know, I had to build my confidence to work with them. And when we think about getting to the root and you have a timeline, their timeline is shorter. They go faster. And so I had the little four-year-old. We needed her to stop, you know, uh, uh, soothing herself by sucking her thumb because she was pushing her teeth out. Mm. And so I thought, okay, well, then we're just going to go to the root of why she does this. And it was for comfort. It comforted her. And so then we just, you know, Okay, so you're doing it for comfort. And then in there talked about, I wonder if there's another way you could comfort yourself. And so she could ground herself or, you know, she could, um, you know, be able to breathe. And so she decided that, okay, she'll have her hands down so she's not going in her mouth. And so, so we did that. And, and they're so simple, they're so fresh that they can actually get rid of a little emotion quicker. And Wow, Linda, what an amazing story helping that four-year-old. Do you have another story that you could share with us about a, uh, another child? Well, yes. Um, you know, um, again, I wasn't sure I could work with children, but what I learned was is they're pretty clear and they have a short timeline. And even though a lot of them had trauma and they have fear and they get angry and things like that, they are so easy to work with because they don't have a lot of questions about, you know, if you can just say, well, what was the first time that ever happened? And, and they'll just go there. I don't have to explain a lot about a timeline or anything. But a psychiatrist sent me a, 
I think it was an eight, eight-year-old, eight or nine, and he didn't want to go to school. And he was this great student. And, and so everybody's shocked. This, he doesn't want to go to school. So we went to the root of the fear of doing that. And then he you know, got some insight. And then what's the learning about that? And then it wasn't so scary after all. And also he's strong and he's powerful. So we're able to build confidence too. So he could let that go. So the interesting part about that is I never know you know, if I've been totally successful, an eight-year-old's not going to tell me, oh, good, you know? And so I called on the Sunday before school's to start. How are you doing? And she says, oh, he's still scared. And actually, you know, that process that you did with him, that kind of scared him a little too. And, and so then I said, okay, you know, then I'm thinking, where are we going to go? <laughs> okay, well, it's Sunday, so randomly I just said well what are you guys doing for the rest of the day and um, she said oh well we're going to go out and buy school shoes and then I went so he is going to go to school and so whatever whatever we did lightened that up he had the learning and he got stronger and they were going to go school shopping for shoes because he was going to go on Monday. Well, he had such success with doing that, you know, because what we do is we take away the problem or they're doing it in their mind and they're putting the learning in, which builds them up and creates confidence. And I'm okay. And I can do this. And because I actually do then take them out into the future and imagine, you know, looking at the school and walking up, and you feel strong. You can't wait to meet your friends and see your friends and your teachers. And so we actually are, you know, building it for the future too. So that that therapist, and I don't know why that year there were so many kids like this that sent me three other children that did not want to go to school. Wow. And that was before COVID? Uh, oh, this was 10 years ago. Oh, oh These wow. are grown okay, kids yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. Oh. Be, definitely. Be, and in fact, Thank you for saying that, because there are a lot of kids, we forget the fallout with COVID. The kids have been isolated. They have, they're not been socializing. They don't get what the normal, you know, child gets by going to school and interacting and everything. So yeah, there's probably a lot of that that could be, um, you know, uh, resolved. Or, yes. yes. Wow, that is so profound. And I know recently I've sent you several um, teenagers that you um, have been working with doing tapping. So we have a few minutes left. Can you share with us a little bit about the tapping and the benefits of that and how you incorporate that? Well, tapping is called, it is emotional freedom therapy and it is a process. And so just like timeline and releasing emotions is a process, tapping is a process. But it is uh, using the mind body because you are using words about what the problem is, and then you're tapping places in your body because the body can store negative energy. You know, and you, you, you know, if you have a fear, you run that record over and over and over and it gets a groove. And, and so you operate from being nervous or fearful or something. And so, um, so the tapping seems really odd for kids, but they're willing to play. 
um, and for some adults, real resistant. But it's called emotional freedom therapy. It is saying what the problem is for the purpose of letting it go and then tapping through places in your body that it could be, you know, could be stuck to release it. And it's like hitting a delete button. And, and in your mind, fight, flight, and freeze. So we're tapping over the problem and it will then take that and delete where you're stuck, would you still remember? Yeah, you know you had it. Yeah, you know you probably have an aspect of it left, but it relieves this and, and it takes the nervous system and calms the nervous system. And people don't believe it, but if you do not do it, it will not work. And I was resistant when I learned it. You know, I'm spending money in these classes and this training and then, um, and in fact, you talked about, you know, my education. I trained in Oregon with a trainer um, for a year, and then he helped me with clients too, but I didn't feel successful enough. So I trained in California too. And my California training just taught me how good my Oregon training was, but I kind of wow. needed that reinforcement. So I really could feel that I could give value um, to my clients, but I was one that resisted this tapping process, and it works great for kids. And there's a, there's a great little book called Getting Rid of the Ouchies and the Grouchies, because kids get all upset. But if they're stopping and they're doing a process to let it go, then it interrupts that process, that, that, uh, that emotion, and they're able to get more insight, they're able to get unstuck from it, they're able to get the relief. So, and it has evidence too. A lot of people want to know, did that work? Well, if you have a, um, if you have an issue, we ask, what's the intensity of the issue? And um, 10, it is very intense. Zero, one, no. So usually like with a teenager, it'll be pretty intense. So we ask them how intense it is and they might say eight. And then we do the process, they get through the process and I guide them to help them, it's easier. And they don't have to memorize it and they don't have to do it perfectly. And then we check, what's the intensity now? Take the first answer and, and it will be lower. And it doesn't go like from 10 down to zero, although it has on some people. It can go from, if he says eight, it could go to seven. Okay, then we meet know where there's more stuff. So we tap on more stuff. And even if we don't know what the stuff is, we can say, even though I have this problem, and we tap, because your unconscious knows the problem. Yeah. And we tap it to get the relief of that tension. So that has worked great with uh, teenagers. And teenagers, I do love to work with them because when I, when I first started, my, my son was my first client. And I'm thinking, wait, you're a superstar. What could you possibly need to work on? And it was confidence. And I had no idea. You know, sometimes as parents, we have no idea. And so I did work with him on tapping. I did work with him on the timeline to uh, go to the root of fear and then to build the confidence. But I had uh, early on in my practice, 
I had somebody send their teenager and I knew that person and I felt honored to be trusted with their teenager, but teenagers are resistant. And, and, you know, you can kind of tell that resistance. So she was in my office and, you know, I kind of pulled out all my tools I could. We went to fear and, um, and I, we did some tapping and she left, but I felt that, okay, I didn't really get a good positive affect. And a lot of times you don't with teenagers. So she goes away and I'm thinking, I did my best. And so I, I hope that her mom sees a difference, but I couldn't see a lot. And so several months later, we were in a group that, um, um, that the environment was, you could give a testimony about something that was successful. So I was in, in, a, in a group with her. And so she got up to talk and she said, um, I have a testimonial because um, I just want to share with you that um, I sent my daughter um, to get help and, and um, Linda Ryder saved her life. And I had no idea. I had no idea. I didn't realize that that, that teenager was so close. Wow. I did not realize this was all so serious because they won't tell you a lot. And, um, and so she, that's, that was um, her, her response to this is that she saw a tremendous turnaround in her daughter. And um, she said that I saved her life. She was worried about her child's life. She hadn't told me that. And so that, that's how I also know the processes like this that work with the mind body work because I was fearful. I didn't make a big difference with that girl. And then I find out I, it's all the difference that made the difference. So, there's so wonderful cool. things that, um, and it's not that I'm so great. It's that people are great. And if you can guide them, then they can succeed and let go of things and build on the good stuff. Beautiful. And speaking of guiding them, how will people get in touch with you? What's the best way? The best way is to text me or leave a phone message. And that's on my phone number, 949-244-5455. And then my email is Linda, L-A-N-D-A, at Linda, L-A-N-D-A, writer, R-I-D-E-R, dot com. Beautiful. And we'll put that in the copy also. Linda, I'd like to thank you and that you know and everybody out there watching and listening that you are amazing. Thank you so much. And back to you. I love you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Let's Talk Wellness. This podcast has been brought to you by the Hugs for Life Healing Center, a division of the Extraordinary Lives Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you would like to listen to more conversations like this, we invite you to subscribe to our mailing list at www.elfempowers.org to be notified when our weekly episodes are published. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to bringing you our next conversation on Let's Talk Well.